Good morning, everyone. We continue an amazing journey this morning, Halloween morning on Neon and Beyond as we get you up close and personal with amazing things that continue to happen here in Las Vegas, Clark County, Southern Nevada, and the greatest state ever, that is Nevada. Really, really, really excited for our next guest this morning. And first of all, just want to say thank you to him. And I know all of us listening this morning feel the same to Chris Jackamick, a local vet here as we get ready for Veterans Day and a really important message and some great things that he's going to share with us this morning on a, on veteran suicide prevention. So, Chris, thank you so much for your service. I am honored to speak with you this morning. Welcome to Neon and Beyond. Uh, it's uh, great to be on this morning. I, I really appreciate it as we start to head into uh, Veterans Day weekend and honor those uh, Nevadans. Uh, one out of five of our population here in Nevada is veterans that have, that have served in the armed forces of the United States. I, I'm just so, so, so honored. I can't tell you enough. Obviously, I'm tongue-tied just speaking to you. I just, such a high, high honor that you serve. You know, first of all, to get you familiar with everyone listening and myself, give us a little bit of history, how long you've served, and you're local. You're right here at Nellis Air Force Base, so we'd love to know more about you. That's right. You know, um, first and last duty station in the United States Air Force was uh, Nellis Air Force Base. I also uh, served at what it was called Indian Springs Air Force Auxiliary Field, or better known as Creech Air Force Base, for uh, for some time doing there. So um, I spent 20 years in the United States Air Force, and I was uh, medically retired uh, from my service in February of uh, 2020. So uh, 20 years of my life, and the majority of that, uh, 15 years of my out of my 20-year Air Force career spent out here in Las Vegas. You know what uh, I, I love? Did some various things working. So great. Go on. Didn't mean to cut you off. Working, Go on. Um, yeah, you know, working military police, serving at serving a specialized role as a first sergeant, doing some communications work out here. I'm also a veteran of the war in Afghanistan. Wow, you are just amazing. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. A lot behind you and what you bring to Neon and Beyond this morning. Um, you know, besides being here locally and besides the great things that you have done in our Air Force, I love that you continue after not serving anymore, but still continuing to serve in a different capacity. And something that we've heard a lot about, and it continues to go on, is, of course, veterans and suicide. And we're hearing that 1.5 times veterans are more likely to die by suicide. Why is this something that you are so behind and you continue to work on and get the message out about? Uh, well, this issue is uh, is personal to me. I've, I've struggled with my own mental health. I lost my own brother to uh, death by suicide in 2017, and I've lost uh, fellow servicemen and women who I've, I've served alongside that were very close to me due to suicide and have struggled with some mental health issues. And I think there's just a lot to be in this conversation because uh, suicide is a multifaceted issue. Yeah. There are so many implements implement an instrument in suicide prevention, whether it being getting access to the right mental health care, whether it being about transition from military service, supporting military service members um, throughout their time in and as they transition out of the service, and then also with, uh, with harm reduction and proper storage of firearms. So, you know, during my service is, is I served in many capacities, and, and we become a brotherhood and a sisterhood to where we want to take care of one another. And that's where the Service Never Stop uh, campaign comes in with NFAN and Fire and the Ad Council. 
because even once you take the uniform off, you know, you still raise your right hand to support the United States of America against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And, and, and that honor to serve this nation continues at that, is you want to take care of, of those um, who have served this nation and their families, uh, even though you're not wearing the uniform anymore. You know, I have chills just having this conversation with you because not only, you know, having this conversation about suicide within our armed services, but the mental health of what you hit on. And that's something we've really been taking serious more than ever, especially during the pandemic here on Neon and Beyond. So let's start with the mental health and and what goes on within veterans. Yeah, it's a... it's kind of a, a taboo subject is there's a lot of stigma and shame that's associated with it, such as, you know, if, if I'm a veteran or I'm a warfighter and I seek out mental health care, they're going to take my weapons from me. They're going to take my security clearance. Uh, I'm going to lose my job. I'm going to lose my career. While in, in some aspects, you know, there's some, some validity behind that, is the majority of cases is absolutely not true. And there are so many preventative measures that can be done with that. It's, it's seeking care is honorable. Talking about and and your mental health and your mental well-being. You know, your mental health equals your physical health. You have to be mentally sharp to be able to accomplish whatever mission you are, just like you have to be physically able. And one of those key aspects is seeking help out there. One of the sensitive conversations that always comes up is is revolves around firearms, and that being the case where veterans um, are often worried that a clinician or talking to a doc will, will, you know, cause them the immediate reaction is, I'm going to take, have my, my gun taken from me. And, and that's where both the clinician and the veteran need to be honest and build up a rapport of trust. Now, there, there's a difference, and we see it in the military. As somebody that we trust in the medical profession, we use the term doc, not doctor. And so for those clinicians or those mental health protectors listening out there, is build that trust and that rapport with a veteran client that you're working with where they can be fully open and transparent about you. Now, to my veteran brothers and sisters, I can understand. I've been there. I've been to combat. I've, I've deployed. I understand that you know the weapon is a part of you. It's an extension of your body part, in essence, because it really does become a tool for you when you serve overseas or whatnot. You know, I'm asking you um, here, like you would do in garrison or that, when you're done utilizing your weapon as a tool, turn it into a safe armor. You know, if you're in a moment of crisis, is who's that person that you trust that you can turn to? What is that device in your home that you can turn to and trust to, whether it's a gun lock or a gun safe? Find that trusted thing to, and be honest with yourself. Say, hey, I'm struggling right now. Maybe I should put my firearms aside. Is, is I'm not doing so well. Let me seek the care that I need, and let me trust my wingman or my ranger buddy or your battle buddy, as we would call it, to protect you during that mode of crisis where you may need to do some maintenance on, on your own mental health. Lots of good tips this morning. We are speaking about veteran suicide prevention this morning. And a local 20-year veteran, Chris Jakomik, is with us and serving over 20 years and now taking on something near and dear to his heart and teaming up with End Family Fire Campaign and everything that's going on with this as we get ready for Veterans Day and safe gun storage. With that being said, and reading that majority of veteran suicide deaths is 69% involving a firearm, what are steps in doing this to prevent the suicide among our veterans? Well, there, there's some steps being taken nationally and taken locally. Uh, if you work with the 
So for anybody that's out there, if, if you want some gun safe or some gun locks, you can contact the Nevada Office of Suicide Prevention. They're able to provide those to you free of cost. Uh, there's some other local organizations called Walk the Talk America that have these, conver- have these conversations that are out there. They specifically work with firearm manufacturers themselves and have this discussion with clinicians and provide training through CASAT uh, at the University of Reno for clinicians who are out there that want more information on how to talk to veteran clients about about weapons. Um, and there's so many steps being taken. And, you know, I, I again, I ask my veteran brothers and sisters out there is, you know, I, I understand where, where you're coming from. You may not feel safe in your own home or your own environment due to some of the things that you saw during your military service. I, I want you to feel safe in your own home. I want you to be able to secure your weapons with your armor, put everything aside. Because when it counts the most, it's not only for your benefit uh, to be safe in that, it's also for your, for your families. And have these conversations in lighter recent events that have maybe happened on Hollywood movie stages and everything. You know, go back to the training that you've had. Treat all weapons like they are loaded. Don't, don't aim your weapon unless you intend to shoot it. You know, have these weapon safety conversations in your own family, in your own circles uh, moving forward. Because if we continue to have these conversations, we can help prevent suicide among our brothers and sisters. And the other thing I'll leave you with is the veterans that are listening is you're not alone. Don't think that you're alone. There are many organizations out there with other veterans that have conversations where, you know what, we've been through that exact experience. We've been there. We know how to navigate ourselves through that. Some of these can be through the vet center. There's one located down in Henderson, and there's one located off Summerlin Parkway, where there are clinicians that are actually military, former military members themselves that can help guide these conversations. And then there are other peer support groups that take place in our local area where it's veterans helping veterans out in, the, in these regards. So you are not alone in your struggles. Please get out and talk. If it's not to a clinician, talk to a peer that understands what you've been through. The passion that you have, Chris, I can feel not only for serving our country and continuing to love and honor our country and, of course, to help with veteran suicide prevention is amazing. And I appreciate your time this morning. Also want to remind people to nfamilyfire.org. There's a lot of great things on that website, correct, Chris, that people can check out? Yes, definitely. nfamilyfire.org. You'll find... uh wonderful resources on there, not only for Nevada, but for across the nation if your family members live in other states. Awesome. A local 20-year vet, Chris Jackamick, has been with us this morning on helping us talk about veteran suicide prevention. You know, Chris, I really appreciate you taking the time. I appreciate your passion. And most importantly, thank you so much for your service here to the United States of America. Anytime. And thank you for having me on. No problem. Happy Veterans Day to you, and we'll chat soon. Thanks. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.